to another episode of Reasonable Wrestling. It is I, the most high, with my tag team partner, CT, a.k.a. Chitty Bang. What's going on, CT? What's happening? What's up? What's up? This is the Underground of Professional Wrestling Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Shout out to all you listeners. Uh, please follow us on Twitter, RW Podcast One. Please follow us on Instagram, Reasonable Wrestling Podcast. And if you're listening to us, thank you for listening. You're probably on one of the platforms that is iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, maybe YouTube. But uh, definitely, uh, thank you for listening. And check us out on all those platforms and subscribe and follow all across the board. I don't care where you're listening, just subscribe to all of them. Yeah. And uh, but yes, uh, Chris, how are you? Yeah, I see that it's it was a big week for you let's get into that real quick it yeah, was I'm, I'm, I'm i'm tired man and you know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is probably gonna be my tone for the show i'm probably gonna you know i i may i may rise the level a little bit you know what i mean but if y'all can look into my eyes you know what i mean i am tired it's my little man's first birthday like ct was setting up yeah. and uh the week man the I week of the, TJ, the week was, Jr. The week was just um, crazy. You know what I mean? It was just crazy. Uh, so um, it's here Saturday, finally. You know what I mean? Uh, everybody been gone home, cleaned up the house a little bit, and catching up on wrestling, man. Uh, shit, my head been spinning with birthdays, playoff basketball, wrestling. It's hard to keep up with everything, my nigga. But um, I got beer, I got weed, and I'm here, man. What's happening? Before we continue, uh, basketball, who do you think is taking the chat in the, in the bubble? Um, I'm not going front. Um, if I wouldn't say that I'm not a secret Miami Heat fan, you know what I mean? I just got mm-hmm. too many ties uh, to <laughs> Miami. Miami. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that place, you know what it's I mean? It's a great town. It's a great, great city, town. you know what I mean? So, um, um, but no, nah, man. For them. I think that Lakers is my... Okay, so I'm not going to hold you. I was always a Lakers fan because I was a Kobe fan. You see uh, what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like... Yeah. I, co- I feel you because I'm, I'm not huge in basketball. I'm a football guy. But when it comes to basketball, I do have... I do watch and I do have my favorites. I like players. I'm like you. I like certain players, and then I root for the players. I don't root for the team necessarily. So I was rooting for Giannis. He's Nigerian. Uh, my my Nigerian brother. I have to root for the Greek freak, you know. But uh, he seems like he he's he, he's out, and that's uh, that sucks, you know. But uh, it's okay. It's okay. I still got LeBron, and he and that's why I'm still rooting for LeBron. He's he's, he's my favorite dude. But uh, who else you got? Are you rooting for Lakers? You, you, um, you I would want to see a Lakers Miami Finals, um, and okay. I think that would be fun only for the simple fact that if Miami, because I'm, you know, because I, you know, 
yes, this is a wrestling podcast, but niggas watch other things other than wrestling. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. To the guys that's listen to to the people listening, like, hey, where's the wrestling? What happened to <laughs> SmackDown? Hold your horse. Um, I if there wasn't a bubble, that would probably be the be- the biggest like market for finals there would be Miami, Los Angeles. So like I brought but team wise, structure wise, I would love to see that finals. I think Miami and the Lakers would be a great matchup. Uh just because Jimmy and LeBron, Bam and A D, the role players for the Lakers, the the role players for Miami, uh I think that'll probably be the best matchup. I, I would like that actually. I would like to see that. Um but yeah, let's roll into the show. Uh, you guys are here for the wrestling topic, so let's get kick let's roll right into it. Uh, this week, let's start with business and logic. Um, mm-hmm. Vince McMahon and the WWE have put an edict out, a mandatory a, a, a referendum, if you so if so to speak, on wrestlers uh, having third party content. I guess so. You know whether that, that includes Twitch. That includes cameos. That includes, I think, YouTube as well. Yeah. And um, I thought this is fucking crazy. Like this is, it's, this is messed up. Like this, why would they do this? This is a bad business decision, in my estimation. What do you think about that? Um, I think honestly, I can't defend it, but I am going to defend it only because it's like a not a devil's advocate, but just. <clears throat> to kind of center myself so I'm not too far on the ledge. I think it's fucked up for the simple fact that you cap in a bag for for people. You know? Okay. Especially in yeah. a capitalistic world. But let's talk about this business-wise. Tout came out, what, in 2014, 15? Right around the same... Listen. <laughs> the same year. Right, no, right, <laughs> right around the same year that the, the network came out, Right? But, I don't know. but but I'm 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 only making pre- parallels and preferences for this point only. Streaming wasn't what it was when WWE was ahead of the curve, and he had and and Vince had his talent do what they're doing outside, and he was able to be ahead of the curve and also collect his bag off of it because you're using your likeness to make an extra bag. You feel me? So tout. So, so through tout, WWE was getting. getting I believe. Checked. I believe through tout, WWE was. It was. A, I think it was kind of in the same vein as Vimeo or, or, or um, um, uh, cam, uh, cameo and uh, and and uh, and uh, not TikTok, but it was. Tout reminded me of what they had vines. They it, had, that's what it reminded yeah. me of. And they both died. So when it comes to this, but but. I'm sorry, I don't want to cut you off, but listen, though, like, Tout and Vine, yes, both died, but guess what Vine did? Vine catapulted Instagram to where it was, remember Instagram was only 15 seconds? Now it's a minute. Now you can do movies or IGTV because of Vine. When when WWE superstars in the new day of digital age was... um, uh, uh, um, was starting to find their voice and being able to be outside. They didn't use Tout, but could. But when Tout died, they then had to go to Instagram and then had to, you know, uh, do the, you know, what, what. I'm not quite sure Tout had quite the impact that you that you think it did. I didn't say I... it had an impact. I'm saying that they were ahead of the curve 
when okay. it came to utilizing the characters and likenesses of my fucking character that I pay you for. Big E made $100,000 on fucking Cameo. You made Damn. that because you fucking Big E, nigga. Not because you fucking uh, Ig- Igamaris, whatever your fucking name is. Your name is Big E. Niggas pay to see Big E, nigga. His name is Etor. Oh, well, so, niggas ain't fucking pay to see listen, Etor, nigga. Listen to me. No, no, listen, listen. And, and this is why I think it's a bad idea. And I hear what you're saying, you know, uh, what talent they could have used the platform to kind of like, you know, it was under the umbrella of WWE or have some partnership or whatever they had, and they're getting their own check, but they, the guys can do their own videos. This is, com- like, across the board, any third party, they cannot... This is, this is messed up, because what I feel like is there's a blending between fans and the talent to some degree when it comes to wrestling. And it sometimes is very toxic, as you can see with the Sony Deville case, but it's sometimes it's very beautiful, as you can see with, like, you know, Be A Star and, you know, what we do with the community as, as you know, fans together to unite wrestling fans. And them being a little bit more um, accessible through Instagram, through social media now, and then having now Twitch, you can see their personalities. You got Xavier Woods has his own YouTube, built a whole platform over years, you know, and then you have, uh, you know, you get to see them expound their personality, their real personality, and I feel like it draws in different different you audience. You can still audience. do that. You just can't monetize it and use my fucking likeness. They are, they are not, they're monetizing their own personality. Like, when Xavier Woods is on Up, Up, Down, Down, he's not Xavier Woods, he's Austin Creed. The guy who does play play video games. But that's know, but and, and Vince Vince Vince. But did you read the article? Vince Vince may have said that yeah he owns the real names to people, but that's laughable. Austin, he doesn't own that shit. I know, but but I mean that's what I'm saying, nigga. Austin Creed can still do up up down down. You feel me? What I think is what Vince is saying is that you can't go on up up down down as Xavier Woods. You can't you can't put your okay. name for cameo as Big E and okay. pay two hundred and fifty dollars and I don't get a cut by you okay. using my name Big E. Like so I they, think so they, can, so they can just change your name. They'll be fine. They'll I, be fine. I believe that's the thing. If you can change I, your name, you can do it. I believe. All right. So so if AJ Styles is on Twitch. He's like, hey, um, I'm um, Alan Jones. Jones, and I have a Twitch, and I just want to play some games and talk some shit. He can do that all he wants, but because he is a, so obviously he'll have a higher following. I like that. That's fine. I think that that's not too bad. If, if that's what it is, it's like, hey, just take your names off of these platforms. You can't be doing cameos as Alexa Bliss. You got to do cameos as your real name. I'm forgetting her name. Sorry. Um, but uh, honestly, that that's not bad because I, I thought it was get off all these platforms now. Hold on, I'm, I'm, I'm actually re... I, I have the... Uh, I have the... Uh, I have the... I'm pulling up the report right now, and it is saying from C. Let me before I report it to see who is credible, because I don't just want to report anything. You know what I mean? But keep keep talking, CT. I'm gonna find an article so we no, can read so it. No, yeah. If it's, when it comes to how I'm viewing this matter, it's it's really about. Limiting your talent to do, you're owning their life almost. You know, you, they can't do anything outside WWE, and I did, and that's how it looked like when, I, when you told me initially. But if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Um, you let me know because I, I, what I, from what I heard, 
it was get other, telling people to get off the platforms altogether. And that's what I thought it was. Um, and that's wrong. And I think that them being on these platforms, to be honest, even if Biggie's using Biggie as a name, it boosts your own brand. You know, I feel like even if they're making a buck off of it, let them have that. I get it. You, you have WWE, your corporation, you want to make every last penny, dollar, dime. I understand it. But you're going, in the long run, it's you're dirty. going to benefit from them doing this, I feel like. Yeah. I think, I, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm not even arguing that because, like I said, I was just presenting... And again, like I, I'm not making the sound of I'm not making the sound of tout be more than what it is or what uh-huh. it possibly. But what I was saying was that again, Vince was like, "Damn, niggas, I was doing this and wasn't none of y'all using my platform to enhance the platform." You see what I'm they, saying? Like it died. It died because nobody used it. Yeah, we didn't use it. Like they 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 were they were told to use. It. They did it, and it was like. Forced down their throat, I think, probably. But I think is, is, but I think is Vince also not. I, I think he wanted to create his own thing, and if he can gain a part, I think Vince cutting it off because one, he's not involved in the in the direct marketing of it and the yeah. monetizing of it. So he also wants to be sure too. Like another case is AJB on Twitch. Talking about he got corona before WWE tells niggas he got corona. So like, you, you, listen, bruh. Who owns Alan Jones? Alan Jones or WWE? It's Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon can tell him to tell what he can tell people. That's fucked up. No, if he has this, if he has coronavirus, he can't tell anybody. That's crazy. Vince owns his owns his mouth. I'm not like, saying he, Vince is super I, power hungry. If that's the case, I'm not saying okay. I'm not saying that he owns him. I'm not making okay. I don't want to seem like I'm capping and saying yeah. that he owns it. But what I'm saying is he does own what is going on on television. So if I want to tell the story how I want to tell a story, then let me tell a story. AJ can be off of TV for a kayfabe reason. And if Alan Jones is dealing with Corona, then Alan Jones needs to keep that to fucking Alan Jones family, not the millions of people watching him play Call of Duty. Yeah, I feel like it's not that big of a deal. If the people that the million people that are watching him watch play Call of Duty finds out that he had COVID, and on TV show on their TV show, there's an angle going on where he has an injury. Those millions of fans can understand the difference between the two. Like you should be, you know. And, and, and if that's the case, I, I mean. Then so what? You don't have to tell a story of him having coronavirus on your TV television platform. We understand it's a television show. We understand that it's a production. No, I, no, you can't say we understand that because we don't understand that at the end of the day. When I try to get niggas to understand that it's just a TV show and it's just a production, and niggas want to tell me championships and wins and losses matter. You know what I mean? Like so, like how are we having it both ways to where like? I mean, with this conversation, I get you where you're coming from, but with this conversation. But it okay, really so yes, it do yeah, do CT, CT, yes, it does, nigga. If I'm the fucking corporation and you got coronavirus under my fucking watch, I as the corporation gotta tell it before you fucking tell it, nigga. How don't you understand that? I don't believe that. I, I, I disagree. Okay. I feel like I disagree. I feel like the corporation could could say it and have a, have a press release or whatever they want to do. But if they tell it, if they tell it two days after Alan Jones says it on his Twitch and just conversation with his viewers, a small pocket of your large million billion dollar industry audience, a couple thousand people 
you know, AJ Styles telling. I mean, at the end of the day, I get where you're coming from. I get that it causes issues behind the scenes and it might cause them to have like a little bit um, of a of a CT. If it's if it's not, it's not just AJ. If AJ can do it. You know what I mean? Like, Kayla wasn't out promoting that she fucking caught Corona the second time because WWE wants to keep under wraps that niggas can catch it multiple times. Because I mean, it's... Kayla did do that, though. She so, only did it because she was forced to do it because it got out through niggas leaking it on dirt sheets, nigga. And that's on WWE. It's gonna, if it's going to leak out anyways, Alan Jones can't just say, hey, guys, I'm being honest. I got COVID and I, and I got tested and this is what's happening okay. on his own personal platform. It's just, to me, I disagree with that. What? Okay, so what I'm saying, okay, so you disagree with WWE saying that utilizing your platform, utilizing saying, hey, AJ Styles is off of TV because of corona, when on TV, AJ Styles is off of TV because of knee injury. You don't think that's a conflict of fucking business interests? I think that it can call storyline. No, uh, conflict of business interests because AJ Styles is who? AJ Styles is contracted to do what? Wrestle. Okay. And if he's under fucking the 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 guidelines of WWE, and if I say, hey, nigga, I'm going to say this, could you not say this? And you say Listen, it anyway? I'm fully aware that what your life is outside of your corporate job can impact what it is in your job. Now, if WWE says to him, hey, AJ, we just heard that on Twitch. You know, you said that you had COVID nineteen. We we would appreciate that you keep this stuff under wraps, and 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 you know they have a conversation with him. Boom, boom, end of story. I mean, I am just hearing about that. Bro, but this but so this, ain't not, the, this ain't the but this ain't the first time AJ then came out, nigga. AJ then said about the Paul Heyman stuff, right? This nigga's on Twitch just fucking running his mouth, nigga. He he, his... He's a man. He makes his own decisions. All right. You know? So as a man and as the business, Vince say fucking cut that shit out and run it under your real name, nigga. So what? Are, what's the issue? No, I already said that there's no issue with running it under their real name. The problem I had is just telling them to get off the platform altogether. That like we own your 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 we own your real name. You you can't do anything outside to make a buck. That's problem and that's predatory as far as the nature of business and it's going too far. And I get where you're coming from. I get there's certain like lines have to be drawn. There have to be like barriers and borders. There has to be boundaries with your employees and your contractors. Granted, correct. But this one, this this one, I can't fuck with WWE on, and they're taking it a bridge too far for me. If they're if they're telling them to go off the platform, if it's just names, I get it. Um, I I mean, I I I feel you. It is like, it is kind of dictator, dictatorship. Uh, well, not kinda. It is if he's saying get off. I think either way is dictatorship. I think either way is not a good business decision. But I do believe it's a good business decision because there's two ends to business, right? Yes, it's a bad business, you know, PR hit or whatever the case may be. Me, you, our pundits, the journalists all have our opinions about what he's doing. But if Vince is and, you know, protecting the integrity of his production, then... But, yo, you also have Bruce Pritchard working for you, and he has a whole-ass podcast that you allow him to have and just spill the back-behind-the-scenes every single but, week. But he, but, but he doesn't, though. If you, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you honestly pay attention to Bruce Pritchard 
that nigga never goes into any really real details. Like after like after a year or so, after a year or so, I was listening. I'm like, he don't recall a lot of stuff that we need <laughs> answers to. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and that's because realistically, you're still under the thumb. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and 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 realistically, you know, business wise, it's always smart because what eventually happened is that he used his intellectual property from his memory and combined it with WWE's intellectual property and used the library to combine with his podcast and did good business. So you never Mm -hmm. really want to fuck up a business relationship if you're always going to intend to do business. So with with that being said, if if Vince, with Vince having the, the rule of thumb that he has, and I'm not saying that what he's doing is right, but if Vince has something going forward that he wants to nip in the bud and niggas just got to do what the fuck he says, then just do what he says because eventually you might come back and it might work for you again where he can get, you know, 10% like the agent that he is. Yeah, and have you seen, have you found the article? Is it is it that they they just got to remove their names off of the platforms? Or um, is that they got to suspend them? So I I have a I have a few um I have a few that are the same. I don't I was looking for the originator. Um okay. I was looking for the original story, uh, but I could not find it. So what I am gonna read right. what I am gonna read is from um uh wrestling inc uh wrestling inc dot com um that was posted about the 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 edict on the third party. So um it says WWE held a call. Okay. It was first reported by Raj, and hopefully I'm gonna be able to pronounce the name right. Raj Giri. Large G- Raj Giri. Um R-A-J uh last name G-I-R-I. Um it was reported that Vince McMahon held a talent call Sunday regarding the reinvention of the product. Um, during the call, it was said WWE owns the real names of talent, not just their character names. Vince McMahon followed up by sending a letter on Thursday. Uh, McMahon wrote that it was imperative that they promote and protect the brand in every conceivable way and that talent have 30 days to stop engaging with third parties. Um, the third parties being uh, like Twitch, Cameo, TikTok, um, things of that nature. Uh, some of you, and this is the quotation, some of you are engaged with outside third parties using your name and likeness in ways that are detrimental to our company. Uh-huh. It is imperative that these activities be terminated within the next 30 days by Friday, October 2nd. Continued violation will result in fine suspension or termination at WWE's discretion. Vince uh, McMahon wrote that these actions are necessary as part of WWE's rebuilding process as they enter the next phase of growth at WWE. Um, it will be interesting to see if this legal this is legal in any way. Uh, WWE wrestlers are classified as independent contractors, uh, which has been heavily criticized uh, by uh, the Tonight Show by John Oliver. So that was the first report um, on uh, on the 4th. And then the follow-up report was, uh, again, from uh, Mark Middleton. 
uh, and it was about the backstage reactions. And he reports that uh, WWE held the call, uh, reiterating about what they said. Um, excuse me, let me scroll down. It says that in the update, PW Insider adds that a vague wording of the letter is worrying a lot of people in the company. Um, okay. It's saying that uh, some talents have already reacted negatively to the request, feeling it was an effect. It was in effect in order to shut down their personal streaming channels, even though there's no confirmation that this is actually the case. So it's no confirmation that he wants them to shut down their personal streaming channels. Um, and I know that he's probably saying, I own your real name uh, like I own your, not just your wrestling character, um, because some people wrestle under their real name. You know what? If you own their real name, then guess what? Give them health care. If you, if you own their real name, give them all, pay for all their health care. How about that? If you really want to say you own their real name, you're, you're a corporation, right? But you're a corporation who's who's having contractors. That does not fit. You managed to slip by from for years and years and years without classifying yourself and putting yourself in a box of fully in a corporation, but then having contractors come in and do your work and not being able to, to not being able to be obligated to pay for their to their health care. That's wrong. So when you wanna say that you own someone's real name, fine. It's all fine and dandy. Make it official. You take care of their livelihood. You take care of them if they get sick. You take care of them if they get hurt. You take care of them and, and you make sure that, and then, then you say, you know what? We own your real name. And we and if you're with us, with this company, you can't do anything outside of this umbrella. You can't say anything outside of this umbrella and you're gonna fall, fall in line if you really wanna be that way. Otherwise, then kick rocks. I'm gonna have to <laughs> with you can shut the fuck up. You know, like. <laughs> Um, I, I do believe this is, like I said, I do believe this is overboard. Um, continuing with what he says, though, this is what it says. Some, to, some talent noted that they are not, they are using some platform, excuse me. Some talent noted that they are using some of these platforms like Cameo and YouTube as a way to make additional revenue during COVID-19 pandemic while WWE stopped touring with live events, which cut out bonuses. What can give you a competitive edge in today's red-hot housing market? Rocket can. That's because Rocket Mortgage can give you a verified approval. It could help your offer stand out. Rocket technology provides a rock-solid verification of your income, assets, and credit, giving sellers greater confidence in you. Go to rocketmortgage.com or call us today at 8338-ROCKET. A verified approval is based on an underwriter's analysis of your individual financial information, appraisal, and title report. Call for cost information and conditions equal housing lender license in all 50 states and MLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. This is a merchandise earnings. PW Insider notes that while there are heavily merchandised talent like AJ Styles who regularly streams his own content, some of the wrestlers who aren't the same level as Styles have used the third-party platform to build their own brand, interact with fans, and make some extra money under their real names to try to help offset the loss of revenue that came with the pandemic. Um, it says it's obvious that WWE is trying to protect what they feel is their intellectually, what they feel is their intellectual property, something all entertainment companies take seriously. There's grumblings amongst wrestlers about how they feel WWE is hurting their ability to make money outside the company at a time where their own WWE earnings are down due to Corona. 
So they said PW Insider noted that some wrestlers pushed the idea that losing freedom to promote themselves while working for WWE makes working somewhere else seem more enticing, at least as long as they are allowed more freedom. Um, so mm-hmm. over the last 24 hours, there's been a lot of talk amongst talent uh, who they're thinking about pushing back uh, with the latest uh, edict that was out there. Um, if they're actually required to shut down their own personal streamings, hasn't been confirmed, uh, we'll continue to update. So uh, okay. it, it, it is logically, again, it, it is logically... There's two sides to it, you know what I mean? Um, and I know a lot of people are going to go against the grain with me and say, there's no logic to it. You know, why are you shutting down people, you know, from making the extra buck, from even expanding the brand, expanding their name and things of that nature, um, which is, which is, which is, I, I can, I, I, again, I am understanding that. Um, and Vince is going into the new fiscal year. Right. And the and the new fiscal if he's going into a new fiscal year and he has some ideas and some tricks up his sleeve that he's gonna need his talent to cooperate for, either they don't cooperate and leave or they cooperate and stay. You know what I mean? That kinda and and you know, that kind of I mean he can he can make whatever rules he wants, he can find people. Um, I, I'm just telling you about how I feel it. I'm, and and if Vince wants to make I'm not saying Vince can't Make a decision. He can make a decision, and, and I think this is part of their plan moving forward. You know, obviously, um, as a, as a, as a business, you might you got to make hard decisions sometimes. And this I mean, is their plan moving forward. Who's to say Vince is not in these board meetings with TikTok, determining that they need a higher percentage rate so they can keep the same pay and so he can get or whatever the case may be. Like, I mean, he's you may again. TikTok is trying to go down, but Instagram then made the new Reels thing and whatever's popping like that. So, and streaming, you got Twitch, you got uh, uh, um, uh, um, OnlyFans that niggas is making right now. Like, it's a <laughs> and yo, bitch trying to like listen, man. It's a lot of bags out there that I'm not, I'm not uh, tapping into. So let me see what this is about. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see where this goes. You know, we'll, 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 we'll follow up. And, and, you yeah, know, we'll follow I, up. You know, follow up with this. I keep think it, posted. it keeps you. It keeps. It keeps. Is 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 telling because John Cena even admitted that Vince gets a percentage of the movie money that he makes. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Because. Niggas want Vince is savvy, man. I don't know how he does it. Listen, niggas want John Cena only because John Cena is John Cena on Vince McMahon TV, nigga. Don't you not understand that? I understand that. I'm just saying. Okay, so he built his brand on WWE for sure. I'm just saying. Once you leave, once you leave a corporation, I'm not paying my job once I leave them. Shit. No, he don't care how big I get. But I don't. (laughs) I don't think that's the thing, though. Niggas not leave. I think that's the point. Like, Vince allows Cena kind of to, like, leave and make the money because he has a DBA. He do business as John Cena. You know what I mean? Like, I know his real name is John Alexander Felix Cena or whatever. Case but, he does, but he does his business, business as John That's Cena. That's why The Rock is going to say I'm The Rock. He said Dwayne Johnson. I'm Dwayne Johnson. Uh, I don't know. You ain't taking out my check. <laughs> <laughs> 
But, you got the Scorpion King check, but you ain't getting nothing else. But do you know how big you got to be, though, for niggas to... Yo, because I'm going to be honest. Like, you know what I mean? Like, again, I, I don't want to make a, a joke of Biggie's name, but, like, we when, if we if we go see Biggie in a... If Biggie plays Mr. T in a new 18 movie, right? Like, a, 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 if a Biggie... They need to put Biggie there. Yeah. You can't put... Yeah, it gotta put Biggie there. It's like, oh shit, it's Biggie. Biggie's in the movie. I gotta check him out. You know, so honestly, it's gonna be like that. So if it's not the case, um, then yeah, I understand that. But I didn't even look at it that way. Like, I never really even considered that. Like I never even thought like, yo, John Cena is using his name John Cena for movies, so he has to pay a royalty to Vince. And to me, that's like, man, that's just mind blowing to me. That I feel you. It may be savage. It's savvy. It's Business. It's business. It's business. It's it's it's, it's business, bro. Yeah, it's like cold, cold it's world, cold man. world, bro. Yeah. <laughs> every dime, every dime, bro. Damn. Even John Cena, after he he freaking you built the your company off the back of him for years, you're still like, yeah, give him give me some money back. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's crazy. But yeah. um We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll keep posted on this, and we'll, we'll keep chilling on this, see how this turns out. Shit. By October 2nd, they all got to stop, so we we'll see what stop. happens. Yeah, I see, bro. You know, October 2nd, I don't know what pay-per-view that is, but maybe we'll see. Uh, I know we're going to get Roman. Oh, October 2nd will be a couple days after Night of Champions, where we now know it will be Roman Reigns versus his cousin Oose, Jay. Yeah. Yeah. Which, okay, a lot of people... You know, let's 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 roll into let's roll into SmackDown real quick. We we about thirty minutes into the show, heavy, uh, yeah. talking business and logic. But I think, like you say, it took it take that for us to talk, you know, and get out some stuff for us to pass some new information on that uh-huh. wasn't expounded. You know what I mean? So, uh, but going into SmackDown, it was a really busy show, really fast paced show. A lot happened, a lot of moving parts. Um, at the beginning of the show, they lead off with Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman, right, to explain uh, the the partnership. I don't really get much out of the promo. I don't really care for the promo, um, to be honest. Um, I didn't really like the promo, um, but you know, the promo, yeah, the promo wasn't all that. Uh, it, it it wasn't all that. And by the way, John Cena's real name is John Cena. Okay, so I don't know. Maybe he isn't getting straight. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what we'll see what that goes. Um, but yeah, with that promo, it was regular. It was like all right. It wasn't it wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It was just you know establishing that okay, he's with Paul Heyman and that's it. You know, and he's a champion. And you know, so but I what I'm curious to see is like you said. I didn't think Jay Uso would, would ever get a title shot in a million years, but I'm excited to see it. Like, I don't mind the way that it happened either. You know, Biggie was taken out by Sheamus, um, which gave an opportunity for, I think, to put Jay in there. Uh, and he went to, he pulled it off. The it, it's it's pretty cool, you know, and, and I'm down to see what, the, what he can do with his cousin. Like, in a big moment, in a big spot, I've never seen them link up one-on-one. Um, and I want to see the story they tell because this is—I think this is a really good start for Roman's heel run to get to, to get us to understand who this guy is now. Mm. You know, put him put him against somebody he has a bond with, 
and that's going to make the people understand the bond and then care about what you're trying to story the story mm-hmm. you're trying to tell. If, he, if he's going up against his own cousin, his own blood, and he's willing to do certain things, then maybe it'll show you the level of his of his heel antics. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know. So hopefully they can really make Jay out to be the babyface, an underdog in this, the way that I want. But some people are saying that this is going to be a finger poke, poke of doom moment. And Roman's gonna go over like that, and then he's gonna join Roman and Heyman. So, yeah, I've heard that 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 theory, um, but I'm not sure if I want to see that. I don't, I, you know, I, and I, I don't need to see that. I want Roman to find his own way as a heel, and I want him to just wreck shop with Jay uh, coming out of Champions. But shout out to Jay, man. I mean, I, I'm, I'm I'm here I'm here for it. Uh, I think it was a it was a big first of all having. You know, the scuttlebutt on Twitter was Biggie couldn't get a title match so quickly and he couldn't afford to lose the Fatal 4-Way. So how do you, you know, get him out? Because, you know, they wanted a long-term build. Well, here it is, fans. Hope hope we don't shit on it, right? This is, yeah. a, this is a long-term. <laughs> don't shit on the long-term build. And not. I won't shit on the long-term build. But I will say this. I disagree with the people online saying that Biggie couldn't, Win the fatal four way and have a, have a, and lose a title match. I think Biggie could lose a title match with Roman Reigns and get over from it. I saw I, I really believe there's a possibility I'm, to lose. I'm a, I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. Is I hear you, but nah, wrestling fans too finicky when niggas want to <laughs> talk about Keith Lee can't lose a title in 44 days. So like, you can't say they're go crazy. But then that would just make it even more frantic for us to, you know, get behind Big E and, you know, want to see him actually overcome. And if he, especially if it's through nefarious reasons, and then they build it to a Hell in a Cell match with Roman Reigns and Big E or something like that, I'm there for that. I would love, they've both been in Hell in a Cell before, and I would like to see that go down them two one-on-one in a Hell in a Cell. So that's what I would have done. Now the champions have Big E lose from nefarious reasons and then have built to a Hell in a Cell match where... You know, we'll see where things go. Now, I think singles, the singles run for Biggie, I do see that long term, but I don't see that long term. Whereas he has to go through all these people and then win the title. I feel like he can get a title run in between that, lose it, and still one day become champion. I do see Biggie as the type of guy who people, if he lost a title match, I don't see people disregarding him completely, especially if you book it a certain way. You know, so um, mm. I like what they're doing with him and Sheamus. I did want to ask you a question though. Because when it comes to pre-tapes with WWE, they do a lot of stuff where they're breaking windshields, vehicles. You worked with MLW. You've done pre-tapes. When you had situations where you had to have a pre-tape done, how did you get your props? You know, and, and, and how much did it cost? Because I feel like every other week they're destroying something backstage, you know? Or they're adding or, or they're buying something for their for their for you know Man, backstage. MLW um, budget is not WWE budget. So yeah, let's go I guess ahead. You're right. So when we talk about what we need when Orlando is pretty much subsidizing from WWE being um, you know, WWE is paying the city of Orlando essentially uh to host wrestling. So with that being said, the city's pretty much at disposal um if something's needed. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, I, I'm assuming, you know, like I saw somebody little Hyundai get crushed. I'm assuming that's, I mean, they've done that to real people's cars before. You know what I mean? Like real people cars have been done like that before without the person knowing it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I think in this day and age, that's uh, that has to be probably uh, uh, um, 
probably a junk car, impound car, or or some or something of that nature, to where it you know it can be towed, it can be towed there and destroyed or something like that. Like I, I wonder I how much it pays. They pay for that because I, I was curious because they did something previously with Braun a couple of weeks ago with Bray, uh, where or something it was something recently where a car was destroyed again, like it was something with the car, and I was like, okay. Now, now, like, how much? I think my maybe it was AEW with the Ortiz brothers breaking down a car. Well, no, I, I mean you got to think about too. Florida is the home of kind of like Disney and props, and you know if 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 it's not super frantic and it's pre-taped, meaning it's done uh, the week prior till it's on TV, more than likely it's already been arranged and they called it in. And like I said, the resources for WWE. To kind of get things, um, not a not an issue. Uh, okay. To perform and shoot and have it look good is a different. You know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it uh, seems like Biggie's still uh, linking up with the uh, Sheamus now, so we'll see where that goes. Well, we had two stretcher spots to that um, Friday, yeah. right? So Biggie was supposed to be in this fatal four way match, and so if we're moving too fast for you guys. Um, watch wrestling, okay? Uh, so what pretty much happened was Roman Reigns as uh, champion. Hopefully you guys know that. Uh, payback happened last Sunday. I know is the world moves um, fast. The shit, right? So Roman just became champion last Sunday, and Friday he's uh, looking for a new challenger. And the four way match, Biggie was supposed to be in it. He gets taken out by Sheamus. Gets put through a windshield. He gets taken to a medical facility because WWE does not like using the word hospital. Now, since we're caught up, the other thing that happened on SmackDown, the only thing that kind of really I care about right now going forward and see how this goes. Was the other stretcher part. Was the <laughs> other stretcher right? So Sasha and Bailey has a rematch with Nia and Shayna in a tag match. and Great match. Great fucking match again. Second second back-to-back good match in a row between those four women. And yeah. it's really hard to have bad matches when you have those four women who are exceptional at what they do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, they have a match. Sasha and Bailey uh, uh, lose. And Bailey's like, all right, enough with this losing shit, bitch. I'm, I'm, a, I, I look at this title. I've been lost in 367 days, motherfucker. You think I like losing? Get the fuck out of here. And she beat the shit out of Sasha. Beat the dog losing ass shit out of Sasha Banks. And I loved it. Go ahead, take it away, C3. Nah, <laughs> um, I think that this was unexpected. And I honestly, I told you I didn't watch SmackDown, um, but I caught the clips online. And I was really bummed out because I was like, man, I wish I watched it live. I wish I was there to be like, okay, and then <laughs> just have that turn happen and be like, oh, shit, they're doing it now. You know, like, so I am excited. I think that definitely this does uh, develop some intrigue with the women's division on SmackDown. Um, and, I, and I think Sasha's on Raw. So I'm curious how they're going to play it out. She might be gone for some time because she they did a spot you know, Sasha, you know, banged her knee and, you know, she was hurt. What I didn't like is that they had the EMTs come and then Bailey's like, hey, guys, back up. Leave her alone. And they just packed up and left. <laughs> like, that's not how it would happen if somebody's really having a knee injury. But then, you know, Bailey hit the turn and she beat, beat her down. Put the chair on her head, stomped on her from the second rope, and 
try to crush her esophagus, you know, try to kill her. Um, I like it, you know, and, and I want to, and I'm interested to see where it goes, you know, from here. I think that Bailey has, this is going to be the testament of Bailey's heel turn and see if she can take it to the next level as a heel by herself, dolo, and really be the big heel that I think that she's meant to be. Yeah. Um, and if she pulls this off, then Bailey can have one of the best careers of any woman ever because I believe she's fulfilled her role as a heel and babyface, if that's the case. Because that means she was a top heel and she was a top babyface. So if this... And, and, and so, I mean, what else can you ask for from, from Bailey? And uh, so I'm curious to see where this goes. I've been wanting to see Sasha and Bailey for years again on the main roster. So eventually this builds us to a special uh, magical moment that we had in Brooklyn so many years ago. I think, think we re- re- revisit that. I think honestly, realistically, man, uh, Bailey has solidified, like you said, her place. Um, not really too many people like Charlotte was never really the best baby face. She was always yeah. a really great heel. Um, Sasha was never really the most over baby face, even though she was over as a baby face. Right, um, Becky probably floundered. She probably was the best even, but she was even, I would say, good, not great at what she did at either. Bailey is great at both. Ba- Bailey, okay. Bailey is gr- Baby's a great baby face, like you said. Uh, great baby face. And I disagree with Becky. I think Becky's great at both, too. I just think that her heel run turned into a face run way too quick. So it's like we never really got to see that. Well, that's, but, the, that's the thing. I don't think she was ever meant to be a heel, and I don't think she ever was a heel. I don't think she ever was a heel, honestly. I think she was meant to, though. A WWE just Well, I'll, I'll go back to this. I'll go back to this. If we're going to combine Bailey's NXT run and shit like that and Sasha's and, and, and Charlotte's, then I will. I am gonna not gloss over. Becky has always been a babyface on the main roster. Uh, she did fulfill uh-huh. a, a heel role in NXT and was really good at it. Again, that's why she was, she was all right. And, and, and you know what? I'll give it to you. Bailey, I think Becky has been a monster babyface. Honestly, she hasn't had a heel run that made her the top heel in the business. Yeah, you know, Bailey has both. Yeah, you know, and she's the only one of the four host women. Who has both? She's the top heel by far right now in the women's division out of anybody. Who else is who else is the top heel? There's nobody. It's Bailey, uh, and she's been at the point where she's a top babyface as well before. So I've got to hand it and give her flowers right now. So I want her to take it up a notch and see how she can, you know, uh, take take. T- and she's not with Sasha anymore. So I think that Sasha elevated her, but now we can see her she, how how she can handle this. Um, she, she, her and Sasha created a foundation for her run that she can now take and be, you know, a solo double champion. And she's going on. She's had it for well over a year now with the belt. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see where this goes. I, I mean, I'm, I'm still intrigued with Bailey as champion, which is, I wasn't months ago, but now I am, and I, and I want to see where it goes, especially because it's been so long. I think honestly, too, like realistically, like. We know the draft is coming. We know the shakeup is coming. It's coming in October. If Sasha can be out until October 
and then be a surprise pick for SmackDown because Bailey's still a champion. Oh my God, it's must time! It might be a Hell in a Cell match with them too. But that's what I'm saying. Hell in a Cell is after Night of Champions. So Night of Champions is September. The shakeup, I believe, is going to be in October. If everything works out, uh, they will be, you know, doing good business uh, for Hell in a Cell. So, and that will also complete the trifecta for uh, Sasha. And she would have faced every woman of her four horsewomen in a Hell in a Cell match. She never fought Becky in Hell in a Cell. Yes, she did last year. Oh, shit. She did. That's <laughs> she never won one though, right? Uh, no, she never won one. Damn. All right. All right. That's 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 that that's something they could use as a thread in the story. Like, yo, you never won a hell of a cell anyways, you know. And I've been I'm over here with the championship three hundred, fucking seventy. That you know, she's over there sitting there. You know, I with think the they can. I think they can do four hundred days. I think they can push Brock. I think they can push. I think they can push a Brock type shit with with, with uh, depending on if the numbers work out. I, no, I don't. Sure. I don't. Bailey, I don't Bailey's necess- consistent. Now you can't. You cannot knock Bailey for her consistency. She doesn't get injured. She's still holding that title. She's still coming to work every single day, killing it. I got. I got to give uh, Bailey her her flowers, man. Especially after watching that Untold. I mean, it just made me really um, buy in with these two girls and their story. Uh, but yeah, I'm 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 locked in for this. I, I'm I'm glad it happened. Now, could it have been better? I do think the turn could have been better. I'm not gonna kill it though. I'm getting it. Let's go. So with that being said, with that being said, we also got um, uh, what happened on nothing else really. Care I cared about SmackDown. Like I just wanted to shout out Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. They're, they're actually really entertaining. As a duo, uh, they had a backstage segment. I thought they're they're um, I, the, the odd couple relationship, but that competitive thing they're doing, I like it a lot. They can Nia Jax is actually coming out as a character a lot more in this tag team role, and I think mm-hmm. her personality is really showing through um, lately. And Shayna Baszler is still a badass, you know, so she's she's still rocking it. I'm just excited to see them just wreck shop. I love them as a tag team. Uh, they had a great match with them twi- uh, with Bailey and Sasha on Payback. A great match on SmackDown. Um, and uh, whereas Shayna took both of them out in the finish at Payback, Nia took both of them out in the finish on SmackDown um, and and pinned them both. So I, I mean, they they're, they're they're exactly what I wanted to see. So they're being dominated dominated on champions. And I can't tell if they're babyface or heel. Honestly, they they seem like they might end up being babyface down the line as a as a heel dominating tag team. They're gonna need a good he, um, heel upcoming tag team to to, to be to beat them. And I would keep the titles on them for a while. Um, yeah, it, it, it seems like they're gonna have to since uh, you know Monday night turned out the way it did. Uh, we'll get into that just a little mm-hmm. bit later on the show. Uh, I think, wait, if that's it, we'll get into it now. Yeah, uh, Shit, yeah. Uh, Billy Kay and uh, Peyton Royce are no more as no the more. iconic. <laughs> Vince said he liked, Vince said he liked Biggie, <laughs> Keith Lee, and Peyton Royce, and them niggas got strapped to the fucking moon, nigga. He also said Bianca, and we're, we're waiting on that one. So, so, Oscar, <laughs> time is, you know, I time feel like is ticking. Oscar, 
time sticking in. Uh, when, when Asuka versus Bianca happens, I am tuning in. I cannot wait. Um, but I'm waiting for that match. Um, what else is going on? Wait. So with Peyton Royce and Billy Kane separated, we got the Riot Squad as a tag team. They're probably yep. going to be going up after Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler. You know, we'll see where that goes. But damn, that means that Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, single stars. I see Peyton Royce as being a, a woman champion in the future. I see Billy Kay even talented. I think that, but I think it's, I think Peyton Royce might be the Shawn Michaels in that group. Just put it that way. A lot of people are saying that they like Billy Kay though, because how diversified she can be. Like she's good on the mic. She was the best one on the mic. She was yeah. the most funniest one. Yeah. She's hilarious. She was the most charismatic one. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, Peyton I think, Royce is... I think Peyton Royce is better in the ring, and that's why I say it. I think Peyton Royce has a smoothness and a certain way of moving, a quickness to it that's a little bit more snap to it. And that's what I want to see in my women's champion, somebody who can go out there, elevate talent, and also link up with talent and create create a moment with somebody else who's who's on the same level. So I think Peyton is well on her way to be a women's champion one day, so I'm curious to see where they go with that. Uh, Riot Squad, tag team. They're, they're going to be a tag team for a while, seems like. I, I personally feel like they, that Ruby Riot down the line, she could, could have a single run, but I think I'm, I like her in the tag division right now. I'm waiting for Bianca to, get, to step into the fold and challenge Asuka at this point. That's what I want to see. I know... Um, uh, it was meant they're trying to put Mickey James in this in this spot, and I appreciate it. I, I'm down with seeing Mickey James on my screen. You know, she well, looking, you she know why? Because we complained about it. Huh? People complained about it online. Oh, because Mickey James wasn't getting respect. Yep. I mean, I mean, we seen Mickey James and Oscar in NXT, man. We saw how that turned out. Uh, she was undefeated, and she stayed undefeated. So we'll see how this turns out. Um, I don't believe Mickey James should be beat Oscar. I no. don't think she should. So, if, 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 but at the same time, I'm down to see the match. Now, do I see think that Mickey James' career is over? No, I think Mickey James could have a title run in her future, and I think that she's very much a. I do. I do think that people are warranted in saying that she's underutilized. Absolutely, Mickey James is. Supremely underutilized. She's a star in her own right that they just don't present as a star at all. And I'm like, I don't know why. Maybe it could be because she left and came back, maybe because she, you know, she has her own family. But I think Mickey James could be a women's champion down the line for sure. But I don't think, I think you gotta you gotta heat her up a little bit more before you get there. Exactly. She um, had, she just came back, and that's what I don't understand. Excuse me, I'm feeling that this probably is chicken everybody. <laughs> what I don't understand is like, yes. WWE signs you on your talent, but like, I know they're supposed to utilize the talent that they signed you on, but like, if I got niggas like just as talented, then what am I, what am I supposed to do? Right? Mickey James is talented, yeah. and she's still trying to fight Bianca to get on TV sign. And who's more talented? We're not going to do that comparison, but who do we want to see more? Right, so we can do mm-hmm. that. You know what I mean. So it's a yeah. it's a pecking order sometimes. You know what I mean. Yeah, so that's exactly what we fail to realize sometimes as fans is that there's a pecking order. Now you want to say that you want to see new stars and we're, we're we're gonna see them, but at the same time you don't want to not see Sasha Banks. You don't want to not see Asuka. You don't want to not see Bailey. You want to see these guys too. So when we get that, we gotta understand that hey, 
there and that's why I've been for the past couple of weeks giving a lot of praise to WWE and their utilization of the roster because I feel like a lot of the women are getting a look on TV and a lot of them are, are spinning their wheels and we're seeing where they're going. So I feel like they're doing a great job, way better than AEW is doing. So uh, and other companies are. So we actually, you know, have multiple people who are established on the women's roster now. Whereas in the past, they'll have like, oh, we have Trisha Lita, and then everybody else just fill it, fill it. Or we, oh, we have uh, uh, Eva. Uh, what was her name? Eve and um, Eve and Mickey. Eve, you know, Eve, and it's Eve like Mendoza? they were the main stars, Eve, and, and maybe maybe Melina too. And they were the ones that they were building around. But now we have. It's, it's, it, athletic woman who can go and there's diverse on the roster everybody has a different style and i love that so um you know what they should do they should have lana and natalia go up against uh um naya and shayna and just have them have shayna and naya eat their lunch <laughs> that shit would be entertaining uh and then you have you know obviously the riot squad in the mix and then mickey has to I would say Mickey should find a tag team partner. I don't know who it would be, but uh, maybe Ember Moon when she gets back. Nah, I'm not with. I'm not with literally. Um, dimming Ember Moon like just to put her in a tag team. If she comes back healthy, then I don't want her in a tag team. I want her back in a single spot. Okay. You know, I don't. I don't want to be like, oh, hey, you're not doing anything. Go be with Mickey James. I don't know what you have in common. <laughs> no, you're right. I feel. I feel you. I mean, keep keep her. Keep Mickey. Mickey as a single star. Then maybe shift her over to SmackDown to link up with Sasha and Bailey, and uh, uh, see where they go. Go with that. Um, and then, you know, I still want to see. Um, have we seen Mickey and Charlotte? Uh. I'm not too sure, but if we have, we probably already know Charlotte won. So, (laughs) anyways, uh, yeah, I think the women's roster is looking good. On Raw, what's the main topic of discussion? Keith Lee, Randy Orton. Yeah, so Keith Lee, Raw happened after Payback, where Keith Lee beat Randy Orton, which, holy shit, that happened, right? And then Uh we we watched Raw. And it's qualifying match of a triple threat, and the winner will meet Drew McIntyre at Night of Champions. So, out of the qualifying matches, the finalists were Keith Lee, Seth Rollins, Randy Orton. Holy shit, Keith Lee. You got put into you got you got thrown right into the deep end, my G. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like sink or swim. Yeah. He swam like a motherfucker, you feel me? He did. Um, but he technically lost the match because Seth got pinned by Randy. Yeah, he hit him with the spirit bomb, and then Randy uh I think hit him with the RKO and then pinned Seth. Mm-hmm. He did a whole he did a barrel roll and ran over Keith Lee and, and pinned Seth. Um, now, do we? We said it last week. We don't want to see Drew and, and or Andy again. But you also said last week that you did not see Drew kick off his head, and you did not see the RKO. So we knew it was going to be extended. Mm-hmm. I just thought that I hope, that, and I still hope that somehow they put Keith Lee in the mix. That's what I, I want to see Keith Lee in the mix somehow. Uh, otherwise, then it's going to be Keith Lee and Seth. You were saying, but um, I, I'm still on the Keith Lee and Bobby Lashley, bro. I still want to see. 
Keith Lee uh, go against the Hurt business, you know. So I'm I'm, I'm down, down to see that. Maybe we can see that down the line. But if it's Keith Lee and Seth, I'm totally there for it too. Well, like, fuck I'm, it. I'm, we, I'm we, down with it. We we here. Let's just go book in black, right? Our book in black for the week was Keith Lee. And the reason why it was Keith Lee is because since he does lose this triple threat match, you know, since he does lose this triple threat match, where does he go? And I feel like that it has to, I think it has to be Seth Rollins or it has to be, um, I believe Drew will beat Randy and it will be Keith Lee and Drew. I think it can't be nothing else. If if Keith Lee goes down to the hurt business, he's downgraded. He's and already he's already dis, he's already descended. I think that if he goes down to the hurt business, um, and triumphs, I mean he could still be shot back into the main event picture. But there's no way that he can triumph without winning the United nope. States Championship. No, nope. and then and then crap. that's too much. So if yeah. that's the case, I will rather if if. Keith Lee was like, I was never pinned, but I do understand whether what a triple threat match is. You know what I mean? Like, I lost that, fair and square. And then, and then Seth comes out and talks shit. You know what I mean? Then then we got a program between Seth and Keith. And then so Keith went from Randy, top champion. Or, or, or I mean, I mean uh, Randy, top heel, to Seth, second top heel. Because you can't feud with the top babyface and not be champion or feud with the championship. So I mm-hmm. think that fits for him if he's with Seth. No, you put it that way, you're right. Uh, I think that him and Seth makes more sense. Uh, but uh, Keith Lee and Bobby Lashley, come on. You, 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 that got to happen eventually. I mean, um, yeah, we've been saying Bobby Lashley and Brock got to happen. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, and Brock, Brock by, by, by the way, just... His contract is up, so he's gone. He'd probably go go face John 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 Bones. They call him John Jones Bones. John Bones Jones, man. John Bones Jones. There you go. Mm-hmm. So I think that he's he's taking that time. I think he's gonna get prepared for that fight. Uh, so good luck with them. But uh, yeah, now we got Keith Lee. Keith Lee book and black. I feel you on the set scenario, and that makes more sense going forward. But yeah, him and I think that him being the 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 muscle for some of these ricochets and the Cedrics and you know the Apollo and, and them joining forces with them could be pretty cool story to tell with the hurt with the hurt business. Uh, and that could be something he does after Seth, or do you think that after Seth he has to immediately be put in the title picture? After Seth, he has to be an entitled pitcher because what you don't, what, what you're not understanding is he, what, just the downgration. The downgration <laughs> of I hear what you're saying, like Keith Lee. You're not necessarily a big dog. I mean, you're a big dog. You feel me? So like you coming in sticking your nose in some business that don't belong to you. You know what I mean? You done did that already. When his first night, he interrupted Randy. Ain't nobody called that nigga out. So so what what are you what are you now Captain Hero? You know what pretty I mean? Pretty much, pretty much. He's a babyface, you know, and he is Captain Hero. I think that he fits as as the top babyface on that show outside of Drew, like second top. You know, you know what I mean? So I, I think that that's his role right now. Now, that being said, I mean I know we're doing Keith Lee Book and Black, 
if that's the case, then where are they going with, with Bobby? You know, because Bobby... Bobby's United States not, champion. Yeah, but where are they going with them? It's like, if I, I mean, as far as who, who, who challenges him? I mean, does it matter at this point? I mean, no, Bobby, I'm, question. I'm, it, say, I'm saying at this, like, I mean, Bobby's relevant. I mean, we've had Booking Black several times because Bobby's not relevant. Bobby's, you're wearing a fucking Hurt Business shirt because Bobby's the most over that he's been in the past two years that he's been back with the company. No, so, I'm not complaining, bro. I, I'm just I, I know, I, I know I'm you're scared. not complaining. Yeah. I, I'm saying, but you say, I know we're doing Keith Lee Booking Black, but where does Bobby go? Nigga, Bobby's making cash at the Hurt Business, <laughs> nigga. Like, who cares who challenges the champion? He's he's champion. Like, if Bobby was chasing the championship, then I can see. I will honestly say his first challenger will be Apollo. I mean, and then we'll go through that, and then maybe Mustafa, and then, you know, maybe, you know, Ricochet. Ricochet yeah, you know, yeah. like, he'll go through the gauntlet before we find the baby face that they want to give it to. But at this point in time, I think... Hurt Business is going to end up having all the championships. I think they're going to end up going with the tag, getting the tag team titles because I think Cedric is going to be with the Hurt Business. They you know what I want to see? I, I don't mind Cedric being in the Hurt Business. It's pretty cool. I want to see Dan Bryan versus Bobby Lashley. That's what I want to see. Uh, if they can put that together somehow, find a way to figure that out. <laughs> um, but um, what do you think about Alistair? Because I know we, we let's, let's move on from Booking mm-hmm. Black. What do you think about Alistair and KO linking up and him, you know, costing him that opportunity to be in a triple threat? I mean, it's just, honestly, it's just storytelling. I mean, uh, it's not necessarily anything um, that I think about it. I just know that I know September 27th is the next pay-per-view. So I know anything that they're doing right now is getting to to fill that card. So mm-hmm. I I think last week we probably spoke about it. I'd like Alistair and Kevin Steen, uh, Tommy Ann and Kevin Steen. Like, I just love that, you know, probably animosity allows this uh, match or this feud to be a little bit more physical than it usually would have been under the WWE umbrella. <clears throat> and I think Kevin Owens is the best baby face to go after if you're Aleister Black to get this new character over. So I, I think you. I think I think it's great business. I think, you know, Raw is shaping mm-hmm. out um, having one of the best, you know, we knew their roster was good. Um, it's really shaping out to have one of the better rosters and having the better storytelling of all weeks of wrestling. Yeah, we talked about building new stars, and when they had the the shakeup when Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff came in, um, we saw what Paul Heyman did. Like he got mad young, new talent, and I was worried about how he was gonna work with that. But at the same time, I understood that it takes time for these guys to you know, get garnered the attention. And we have now, you know, people in places, I feel like, that are more established. Now, they're not maybe major stars yet, but Alistair has been a little bit more established. I think they could have done better with him over this time period. Uh, Andrade has been a little bit more established. He's won the United States Championship. He's in a tag team now. Uh, there's a lot that I feel like they could do more, but I'm not going to hate on it. You know what I mean? But they have a great roster. I mean, but you got got a thing about it is that, like, yeah, we can always do hindsight 50-50. Like, if Cam Cam Newton could have went after the ball in the Super Bowl, you know what I mean? And he could have been a Super Bowl champion. You know, like, we can... We can do all these hindsights, and you know when we when we talk about it. But with the as far as production goes, and when we talk about what we do as characters, um, I think Alistair Black 
when you're talking about a character trajectory, him floundering and him being kind of quote unquote mishandled or being lost in the shuffle or whatever the case may be, um, helps with what this character is. You know what I mean? Like, you know, uh, uh, he was always dark and ominous, but how the fuck was you that as a baby face? You know what I mean? Like, we had the, you know, pick a fight with me. He was already healing it, you know what I mean? But, Mm -hmm. you know, we just continued to treat him as a baby face because he had came up as a tag team with Ricochet, where they totally have should have been separated. So when you say hindsight, where, yeah, they should have been separated, they should have been. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I think they would have been able to been established more. Um, but now I think what we're about to get into is I think the projection and the progression of what's happening with the younger stars on Raw is that, listen, those guys don't get signed if those guys aren't sought after. You know what I mean? Like, how how many times has Vince gone to Mexico to watch CMLLs to go get fucking La Sombra? You know what I mean? Like, somebody showed him a tape. He said, that guy looks good. I could do more with him. Give him $100,000 and bring him up from Mexico. You know I'm not I mean? even sure that's how it goes now. Because I think that's a lot of these guys get signed without Vince even knowing who they are. I think so, that some of them do. So, of- so now even with that, now yeah. even with that, you come on Vince McMahon TV and he don't know who the fuck you is, nigga. He don't know who you is, what you're supposed to be, what your character is supposed to be. And Vince is like, oh, nah, nigga, get that out of here, bro. Where Randy Orton at, nigga? Randy, Randy, come on. You know what I'm It really is up to the talent to get themselves over. And I'm starting to realize that more and more when I start to see people take the next step. Like, I just saw Dave, um, Damian Priest talk about his, on After the Bell, talking about him fighting himself. He's like now finding himself that he's going out there being himself, being happy, and um, you know, just not putting on an act of what the archer is of him to me. He's trying to be more authentic. And I, and as you can see it, it's translating. And I said the same thing about Nia Jax earlier, but when, it, when you're seeing them just authentically just be themselves, you can feel it. Nigga, watch, watch how swerve trajectory watch, watch how swerve trajectory is going to happen once Swerve listens to that Damian Priest interview and watch how fast Swerve gets propelled from 205 to being a star. Uh-huh. What, what, you know what I mean? And it goes yeah. to that. Like, Vince ain't never listened to a fucking Swerve City podcast. He don't listen to rap music. You know, nigga, every black guy with dreads, Vince is like, shit, Linda, <laughs> I had the pocketbook. You feel me? But once Swerve decides to get, once Swerve is comfortable with being Swerve, we're going to be able to see Swerve how we see Keith, how we see Andrade, how we see Drew McIntyre. You know what I mean? Like, because they embrace who they are, right? Uh-huh. Drew knows he's 6'5", 265. He can probably beat anybody's ass. He's in the best physique shape in his life. He's embodied that. He is that. And that's why he's uh-huh. champion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I think... You know, Randy with a resurgence of like, man, I feel good. I'm 40 years old, 20 years in the business. I can take bumps. I can revitalize myself. We see when people take onus of their character and they get rewarded for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I yeah. think with that going forward, when you talk about, you know, um, uh, going forward, what we see with the young stars, uh, the young stars are doing the best that they can in front of an outdated, gentrified, 
uh, uh, existence of what wrestling is now. It's not the old culture, but it still be ran by the old culture. So you yeah. have to you have to innate yourself with new versions of the old culture. And exactly. I and I it's, think it's, it's crazy because you gotta be traditional and fundamental at the same time. You gotta be new and fresh. Exactly. So you know you, you know I think that some people are easier to do that. People like Bianca Belair, you know, you can see that they. They, they can hit that pocket. Some people can do it better than others, you know, and it takes some time for other people where they can find it. I think that it took Becky a long time to find it and just be herself and be natural. But when she, she did, she, boom, elevated to the man. And you can see that uh, translate, you know. So uh, I'm happy for Damian Priest and, and him saying that because, like, I, I can see it when he's on the screen in NXT. Um, speaking of NXT, did you, did you check it out? I did, man, and I was kind of disappointed um, <laughs> because... Um, I was listening an hour long, pre an hour long show. You feel me? Um, uh, hour long, I'm sorry, hour long main event. Uh, yeah. with uh, with uh, the four fatal four way Iron Man match, and it was underwhelming. It was underwhelming. It was underwhelming, bro. And you know, I was excited. We were all excited because NXT has been kind of underwhelming for the past couple of weeks, and we're like, this is it. You know, fatal four way. Iron Man match, we'd never seen anything like it, and it was drab. It was drab, to say the least. Yeah. Um, I, I've never been here with NXT where I'm like, oh man, this has been not the greatest show of the week on a, on a, by any means. Like, and I don't want to say it's been the worst, but I want to say it definitely needs some work right now. That NXT needs to figure out their identity again, and maybe it's because the crowd's not there. I don't know. Uh, maybe they're, they're the guys in the NXT. They're tired of going out there and be like, "Hey, boo, cheer!" They're tired of doing the same thing. Those wrestlers, you know, the, the PC guys. They're probably like mad, unenthused at this point, trying to buy, you know, trying to, you know, go and make these matches special. The crowd would have made that match more special for sure. The, the Iron Man match would have been way more special with the crowd, but there was no substantive storytelling in that match that I thought it lacked. You know. It was, it was just a bunch of sequences and moves. It was just, it was so, you can tell it was going through the motions. You can tell it was choreographed. You can mm -hmm. tell it, it, it didn't, like, I say, I you know, you, you know, before the pre-show meeting, and we're going to bring it up here, like, you, you know, um, I brought up the Fatal 4-Way with Taker, Vader, Austin, and uh, Bret Hart, the In Your House uh, uh, Fatal 4-Way. You know, you brought up the, uh, um, you brought up the even NXT four way with uh, Tyler Breeze and TJ and Neville and uh, and uh, uh, and Sammy. Um, uh, and I'm like, yeah, man, like they really have not studied. Like they didn't, like they didn't study, and I feel like they they didn't tell stories in that match. Um, they, you know, they, you know, I don't care about the two sweep between Balor and Adam Cole because they never crossed paths. And you know what I mean, like so, like they they don't even you know the they you know it's a whole different club when Adam Cole was in that club to when Fergal started that <laughs> motherfucker. You know what I mean? So yeah. like it, it didn't make sense. You know what I mean? Um, it was lazy. It was I feel yeah. like not, not the match, not the match itself, but like the, the storytelling was too sweet. The storytelling of it, they could have made so much more of this. Uh, you know, like you got you got you got Shawn Michaels back there, yo. He knows what it's like to be in an Iron Man match and how to tell a story. Yo, shots! Shot, uh, you, you should have him there structuring this match so that it's 
Well, maybe he did. I don't know. But it, it, it definitely didn't give you the vibe of, I can't wait to see the next fall. I can't wait. To, I got to stay on the edge of my seat. It was it was like, 40, like you said before we got on the show, like it's like 40 minutes until like the first fall. And we're sitting there in, in between commercial breaks, sitting there like, okay, all right, okay. We're watching them do moves and pins and false finishes. And it just didn't feel like a title match at all. You know, and then at the end, as we see, it really wasn't because there was they went to a draw with Adam Cole and Finn, and we're gonna get them now next week in, in a singles match, which I hope lives up to it. It's just delaying the inevitable, man. And it didn't, yeah, it didn't make me feel like oh, I can't wait to see this now. It should, it was like okay, you know, hopefully they do something special with this next week, and we get Finn as champion. Finn should have just been champion, bro. Finn should have just got crowned. Um, Finn should have just got crowned. Next week should have just been the beginning of Finn. Uh, we we should have just... It, I don't know why we're delaying it. I have no idea why. What I want to see is Finn as the babyface with Tommaso as a heel chasing the championship that he never lost. So, uh, you know, that's that's what I want to see. And I think that, that's, that could have been... Like you could have planted seeds with that here, but they didn't. Uh, and I don't know. We'll see where things go with NXT. But you're 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 losing me, bro. Like this is my baby over here. NXT's my shit, and it's not giving me what I want. <laughs> I need, man. Um, you, I mean, I love the EO, you know, but they gotta give her some some people to work with. You know, I heard, you know, they gotta give her some some people to have some real plastics. And I, I like what she did with Dakota, but. Moving forward, who's their next competitor? You know, and, and want, I want to see where that goes. And probably Rhea Ripley. Um, I'm glad the title's on Damian Priest, though. He seems like he, he's gonna elevate that 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 portion of the the roster. Uh, so we'll see where that goes. But yeah, it's not quite hitting. You know, uh, we still have Timothy Thatcher. He's he's great down there. But um, I can think they're in the transition space again. Transition. I think we gotta understand that NXT is gonna be having those moments where. They're just in a transition again. They're in, a, you know, they're in a space where it's kind of, but they have stars though. It's like weird. They do have people there that are like legit stars. And I think what really fucked up was all this Velveteen Dream shit too, because they they lost one of the big stars almost to controversy. You know, so if he never had that situation happen and he was riding strong this entire time, he would have been able to fill that role as an NXT champion in this time period. But he fucked everything up. You know, I think honestly, he yes, he did fuck everything up, and he would have been a big star. But what I do also believe is just that it's just the influx of everything, right? Um, everything's moving so fast, right? This is a year from this is a year to the day I believe that NXT moved to Wednesday. Um, I mean, I'm sorry to to um. I'm USA? sorry to USA, right? Yeah. I believe this is it to the to the day almost um, that they moved to USA. So with that being said, we were there too. Yeah, with that with that being said, the world changed like a motherfucker in a year, <laughs> bro. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So I know when we at Business and Logic, we had started at the end at the beginning of the show with Vince, you know, saying, "Yo, you know." These are people take care of your people and all that shit. Yeah, that's true. And Vince probably had an idea to take care of his people if he had people to help take care of his people. You feel me? Like, 
we we've already said that fans have helped elevate and keep wrestling evolve and 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 progressing and allowing the fan like you say it hurts the fans it hurts the wrestlers when we're not able to interact and shit like that well it also hurts the businesses as well you know what i mean so i think with that as you know when we talk about the stardom or the 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 exposure or um whatever the case may be i think NXT has lost some of what could have been because even if controversy or injury was on the fly, they never really had to worry about the financials. You know what I mean? They knew they could still tour. They knew they still had house money. They knew they always had merchandising. You know what I mean? Like they always knew that they can kind of offset their creative stuff with the business stuff. But when the business stuff influx the creative stuff, then creative is for sure going to suffer. You know, creative suffers already. You know what mm-hmm. I mean. But if business is suffering, creative is going to suffer more. So I think um, you. Know, I think with NXT, that's where we're at right now. I think because NXT, for the most part, wasn't under Vince's eye until it was on TV, and once uh, it got on TV, it got more Vinceified, and that's what we're <laughs> that's what we're seeing right now. Like that's just being you know NXT is is more Vince, and that what matters to the. The image, you know, yeah, and I and I get all that. Um, moving forward with 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 you know the you know the way they're booking the show and whatnot, but it, it's it's definitely feeling kind of low energy on NXT every week, and I, and I want to and I it needs it needs a it needs a big shift. Some something needs to happen. I'm not sure what that is. Um, I can't wait until there's a vaccine for this Corona thing, and we can get back into the piece uh, into full cell. You know, and and be there for the first show. Like I, I can't wait to bring that energy again to NXT because that's what was about what the magic was for NXT, and it's missing that dearly. I'm gonna tell you this, nigga. It's gonna be a. I don't even know when my first show gonna be, but I do know it's gonna be well after the first one. Hell yeah, nigga! I can tell you, it's gonna be well after the first one, nigga. No, I'm gonna try to see if I can make the first one. That, 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 my, it depends on what it is. Because if it's after, like, if it's like next year, I mean, I'll do it. If it's like yeah, next if it's, week, yeah, next ne- ne- next year. Time. I mean, because I'm still down planning for Mania. Like you know, okay. Mania is in Florida. I mean, that's next year. That's gonna be in April. Um, I don't know if it's, I don't know if I'm taking the vaccine to go. But if there's a vaccine and the world is, you know, you know, out the, you know, normal, you know, normal, then yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll take that chance. But yeah. no, if Vince is talking, because I know that Vince is talking about wanting to do shows before the end of the year. Vince wants fans back before the end of the year. You know, okay. AEW can't do it and Vince can't do it. You see what I'm saying? You know, so and, that, and that's what we're about to get into. You know, um, I think, you know, how you say NXT's, is lacking. Um, I think WWE um, was lacking, but what wrestling did outside of WWE didn't do and that they had the ability to do was add fans. AEW has fans. The independents are setting outdoor uh, venues right now with fans in attendance and stuff like that, which what you say helps uh, galvanize the troops, per se, when they're wrestling. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that adrenaline, the 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 uh, the the, uh, the crowd noise, the fucking blood rushing, like all of that 
uh, helps and entices the product. Um, so I do believe that uh, NXT is suffering from that, but I think WWE is suffering from that because that they're not taking the chances that other wrestling companies are at this point. Um, and, and shout out to AEW um, because they were doing things that uh, WWE weren't doing at the beginning. Uh, and mm-hmm. AEW was still... Um, AEW was testing from the beginning. AEW had their people in a in a uh, uh, pretty much a bubble almost. If you were working, come in. If you wasn't essential, don't come in. Um, I do know that you know AEW has tested out the fans of coming in and uh, the tiers of fans. If you don't want to get tested, if you are tested, uh, mm-hmm. so it's I'll. I like what was happening outside of wrestling because it influences what I watch the most. Yeah, absolutely. I think that when it comes to AEW being creative in the matter of handling this pandemic, I like it. I like that they're not following WWE. They're trying to find their own path and how they're going to do business. And that's why I said, like, even with the the camera angle that, that they have, bringing people in the backstage area to the crowd, helping them cheer and boo. All that was AEW first, you know. So um, I, I want to allow uh, allow them for like saying, hey, as as trailblazers in their own right, they gotta put on the best show, regardless of what WWE is doing, and they're trying to do that. Um, and they're trying to also make money, regardless of what WWE is doing, and they're trying to find a way to get fans in there. So if you're if you're going by the, the CDC guidelines and I know some people don't believe what the CDC says or whatever, but I've put it, at least there's some guidelines that you're actually taking precautions to make sure that people don't get sick. Put all of them in, in place. But every, do everything that you can do. And they're trying to do that. So, um, with that being said, being said, AEW has a show tonight. Yeah. You know, and, and I, um, there's not much to talk about as far as their content because we haven't been pick, keeping up to date this past week. But we can go through the card, and we can say what we're interested in. Um, today, that we got All Out. This is their big event. Uh, All Out like last year was huge. That was their big event to debut the brand. Um, and, uh, well, I think Double or Nothing was, really. And then they had All Out. But that double, was the one double, they were, they were marketing. Double, I, think, I, think All Out was, I think All Out was the first one. And then Double or Nothing was after All, All Out. All In was the first one. Oh, All In, I'm sorry. Yeah, All In, All yeah. In, All In, All In, yeah, I'm sorry, and then, All In. And then, that was just a show. And then when they actually got the company, you know, and they started to do shows, they started with Double or Nothing, and then they did All Out as a bit. That's where everybody thought in the summertime that, oh, maybe Punk will show up, and they didn't show up. So, um, but yeah, with All Out 2, I should say, I don't know. This is interesting to me because I've seen that AEW is doing a quarterly block of storytelling for their shows. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's not a bad model. Like I, I don't, I don't think that it's a bad way to do big a big show every three months. That's fine pay per view model, especially if you're having people pay for fifty dollars on you know Bleacher Report or whatever they're getting their, getting their their um you know the digital service provider, the streaming service. I have a problem though with the the manner in which you do that because you got to be intent intent on building up to the angle. For a very long period of time, and having something that calls our attention, what they had John Moxley do, from him and Brody Lee till now, was something with Brian Cage that didn't mean nothing, and tag team with Darby Allen, 
then had him go against Darby Allen, and all of a sudden, boom, MJF's his next competitor, and he's doing his campaign stuff. So all I'm seeing with John Moxley, your main title, mm. is storytelling that uh, seems forced. It seems like you guys are all over the place with it. I think that you guys don't have the... I think you guys are just giving them challengers, which is cool and all, but I want to see more story. Now, MJF coming out there and bloodying John Moxley to show that he's a tough man, he can take it to another gear, going into, you know, all out. It, I didn't buy it because it didn't feel like it warranted it. it this feud didn't feel like it warranted MJF coming out and bloodying John Moxley at all. And... Um, it, 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 and I get it. It didn't make me feel like okay, MJF is a threat. It made me feel like okay, you guys always do a blade spot, you know. And if you're doing blade spots every single week, or if you're doing botch spots, then we're seeing blood all the time. Then it doesn't even matter. So this is not what I want to see him get busted open. You, I'd rather see him get busted open on the night of the match, and have MJF bust him open then and be like, okay, he's proving that he's willing to go 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 go, go, the, go the long route to win the championship. You know, so it didn't hit for me, you know, this MJ. And I think that they're both talented men, and it should. And that's why I am not but purchasing the pay-per-view. There's nothing there that I feel like. I do want to see FCR, and, and, and that's what they put their energy into. It feels like the tag team storytelling with FTR and the Young Bucks and now and King Man and Page. That's what they try, They built over this course of time. And, and I feel like... It worked to some degree for me. I'm still not buying the show this week. I, I, I'm taking a hiatus from AEW. Uh, and so, like, you know, I really <laughs> bought in, uh, you know, and I can, and, you know, and, and there's more, and there's more to get off me, off me a little bit more. And I'm gonna, and I'm giving you guys a long leash. I'm still watching your product. I'm still going to tune in, but this didn't. You guys did not buy me into the room this time. And I'm just gonna be very honest about that. That's for me. I'm sure a lot of people are excited to see the matches coming up. Oh, Mimosa Mayhem, Chris Jericho, Orange Cassidy. To me, that's a gimmick that I don't give a fuck about. So um, that's Not just me. Not at all, bro. You know, Not so when all. it comes down to it, AEW, good luck with everything. And, and I'm, and, and do my guy, Brody Wright, right? Do Eddie Kingston right? I hope Eddie Kingston wins the Battle Royal coming this week because I want to see him get, get, get his, get his, uh, get his shine. And give uh, Big Swole and Britt Baker finally their match, which you know has been they've been telling this angle for three months, and they're finally gonna have their match now. So I'm glad I'm glad we're finally get, gonna get to see it. Um, but you gotta center things around your titles, and they should matter. You got this FTW Championship that you guys debuted. I hear that you guys want to do more more with it, but right now it's just a useless prop that doesn't mean a goddamn thing. You know, no. so if you're taking I was no, gonna, so, I was gonna say, well, you you do that already. You, no, I did, but they can do something with it. Like if they made it a hardcore championship, it makes perfect sense. The, the fuck the world championship is a hardcore division. Like that's what they should really fucking do with that belt, you know. Uh, and, and, and and like right towards it, right. You just don't have people fighting just to fight for fighting's sake, you know. Oh, you know, Darby Allen and Ricky Stars just don't like each other, and they're gonna fight. Like put some thought into this shit. You know, and I and this is not hating on Darby or Ricky Stars. They they're doing great, like you know. But uh, I I, I want to see some more thought into this, what they, what's going on backstage and their storytelling department. They feel like they've been, and I feel like they feel like they're doing a lot of storytelling. You know, and I feel like they're doing just 
lazy storytelling. <laughs> like they're not really trying. And maybe it's maybe it's too long for me. Maybe it's maybe it's not my, maybe not my cup of tea. But they got a lot of talent there, and they got to put it all together to where these things mean more. These moments mean more. When MJF comes out and bludgeons John Moxley, it should mean more than that. It just didn't though. If MJF comes out and cu- cuts a promo, it should mean more and should have some kind of direction for your show and where you're going. But I hope that I hope that they do have that. And um, yeah, what do you feel like, man? Because I know that you're gonna kill it too. <laughs> well, I'm gonna be honest, man. Um, I am not really paying too much attention to AEW for me even to kill it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Just to keep it a buck with you. Um, I, I fuck with Eddie Kingston. That's my guy. Um, you know, shout out to him always being available to us whenever we need him. Um, um, you know, Phoenix and Penta forever, my guys. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I fuck with MJF. He's a really good kid um, because, and I can call him a kid because he is that ass young. You know what I mean? Um, they They just, like you say, they haven't gotten me yet, but they are. You know, I'm I'm gonna give it time. I, I know Kenny Kenny Omega is coming back as what I know to be probably his best gimmick of all time, the cleaner. You know what I mean? Who are we? The untouchable bucks of youth, the elite custodians cleaning any nigga thinking they sweet. You feel me? Like Kenny's that nigga, you know what I mean? Like Kenny the custodian, you feel me? Like that's my nigga, dog. You know what I mean? So like I'm dead ass. Waiting for him to... I knew he was never supposed to be strapped to that tag anyway. So I've always been tight with that. So I've never followed that. Like, I never I never even gave it the time of day because that shit... Listen, Kent, listen. People talk shit all the time and be like, Oh, Kenta was, you know, displeased with AEW. I mean, with, you know, with his time. And, and listen, Kenny's executive producer. I mean, I'm saying executive VP of AEW. I can tell you, my nigga, I know it's it's always great to own your shit, but is Kenny owning what he's doing right now? Is Kenny elevating his own product by doing what he's doing right now? And I guess I guess Kenny can be like, yo, I'm not the main guy and yada yada yada, but still you got the title on you, nigga. And your I whole your, your whole thing is built on tag teams and you ain't come in as a tag team, nigga. You come was as a bad machine, dog. The, the <laughs> bro, the guy. Yeah, Kenny's. A, we know, we we know Kenny is the guy. Like we we know Kenny's the nigga. Guy, WWE WWE knew that yeah. him and the Bucks were the guy, nigga. Yeah, they knew Hangman. They can work with Hangman. They offer all those niggas money because they knew that they can go. Kenny is being bogged down in a tag team, and then what? Now he's got to lose a match to the Revival. And then now he's gonna have to have a blow ass match with Hangman. And then now, like so, now Kenny's tied up in something that's gonna take two, three more months. Yeah, and then what? You know, so like, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I hope the next two, three months are way more entertaining than the last couple months. Yeah, there, there were there were glimpses here and there. Eddie Kingston, uh, Brody Lee winning the TNT Championship, Scorpio Sky and, and Cody. Over the past three months, there's been a couple moments where like, oh, boom. I, I tuned into NXT, uh, AEW, and I was fucking with it. John Moxley's killing it with his promos every single week, but I feel like he needs somebody to go up against. And I think MJF is the guy, but the story wasn't even told right to get me to be like, all right, I, I want to see this match. You know, so uh, 
you know, and that's just me personally. And the reason why I talk about it because I want them to succeed, you know. But th- but this week, you know, as we saw, we had NXT and AEW on two different nights. Yeah. You know, so so they weren't even in competition, and I feel like that lack of competition, I feel like it it it. Some people are happy because of it. Me, I I actually want to see more competition. I want to see them on the same night. I want them to come out there and say, you know what, we're trying to we're trying to be the best show. Um, and that's me personally, and I want, and I think that AEW has what it takes, and they're doing great in the ratings still, so I can't say anything wrong about that, but I just gotta say that they're creative, and what they're doing with it is, is alright, you know, it's just not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not special, I'm, I'm, it's not special. I'm, I'm wrestling, I think, we said wrestling's in a good spot, we did say wrestling's in a good spot. But we also did say that wrestling needed to sharpen itself, right? We did say wrestling needs to kind of, you know, some of the outside stuff that's affecting it, um, some of the inside stuff that's affecting it, some mm-hmm. of the simple simpleton stuff, like as far as writing, storytelling, um, utilizing your roster better, you know what I mean? Yeah. Telling, like, there's things, like, wrestling's in a good spot, but there's a lot more that, that can be done. So, so, with that being said, I, I've always heard you when you said, I'm going to give AEW, um, you know, time. Um, my thing was is that I, I also was going to give them time when I felt that the time was needed. You feel me? Like... Right now, in a pandemic and stuff like that, of course, they, you see me. I haven't really been killing them with a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. But like you say, bot spots. you always doing blade spots. Um, you know, the tag team division was your biggest thing, but you got two single stars as your tag team champions, right? Your mm-hmm. TV title was on Cody. Your main championship was on Moxley, but his challengers was weak. Like, you know, like it's a lot of things compounding uh-huh. and so i'm like all right i give it to you because there are times that wwe right the raw smackdown tag divisions right braun as wwe champion going against miz and Morse. like there's a lot of comparables to where i'm like i ain't really fuck with it and i'm not even going to talk about it you know what i mean but i think with what's happening with AEW, with as far as their trajectory i do know and i, I do have faith that they will continue right they got thunder rosa and, uh, and, and uh, again, I do apologize because I do not know how to pronounce your women's champion's name. And yeah, I know Carl, it's not that hard. I know it isn't. <laughs> I know it isn't. But I'm just sorry. I would rather not say it than to butcher it. You know what yeah, I mean? Cool. So, cool. but, but you have her, you have them as your women's roster. You, you got you got you got Brick Baker and Swole. But then where's your other division at? You know, you just did the tag team tournament, you know what I mean? But, you know, that got to kind of get off the ground. So, like, I, it's, a I, it's a lot. And and yeah. so... so It's all of this junctive, too. It's, like, it's not like anything's established. It's all still growing. Their main event is still growing. Their mid-card scene is still growing. Their women's division scene. And I don't think it's even time to do a women's tournament. I didn't even think it was the time for that, honestly. <laughs> just build some of these women out. Flesh them out a little bit. And give them um, uh, some some title matches, give Hikaru Shida some some competitors and some great matches that she can have. I think I'm down to see her at Thunder Rosa. Like I want to see that match, but they, I, 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 but I'm not gonna tune in for it. I'm gonna watch it afterwards. They hear uh, us though. 
Huh? They hear us. They 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 hear us. Yeah. They they you know what I mean? Like they they hear they hear us, so that's why they do the tournament. You know what yeah. I mean? That's why they do the women's tag team thing. That's why they do AW heels. That's why they take the title off of Cody, even though Cody was doing movies, but still it's try it's trying. You know, it's trying because bringing women to do those tag teams, they got more women there. You know, and it was like the woman division was trash. It's now they're trying to work on. So I gotta give them credit where credit is due. At the same time, they're not there yet, and I gotta be honest. So we'll we'll see them continue to improve, and it's not bad. You know, I want to give them credit where credit is due. The women's tag division is maybe doing what they need to do: influx of new talent to your women's division and seeing, hey, who works, who fits, who can we build with, and then we're then we can go from there. Sign Thunder Rosa, sign Ivelisse and Diamante. They're great uh, uh, women who can you know, round out your roster, you know, that you can build them up and tap, you know, have them uh, compete for, for the championship. But you got to find some rhythm because it seems when I watch the show, it's just no rhythm to it. It's like there's, a, it's like it comes to a halt and there's a moment where it's like, okay, there's an angle going on and then you just have matches. Then it's like a halt and then another angle going on and then the angles are sometimes not even smooth. Like they had an angle this week where Eddie Kingston interrupted, um, Lance Archer and Jake the Snake, and they all got interrupted by people from the, the Battle Royal, and there was a big brawl. It's, watch that angle. It looked like everybody's talking over each other. It looked chaotic. So I think they need some structure when, they, when, when they're building, building these angles. And I, need that, I think they do well with the main thing they focus on, and that's their tag team angles. And, but even with that, I feel like the whole show comes to, to a halt. Focus on the tag teams, and, and, and it... It flows it well, but once that shit is over, it goes back to like, all right, we just another match and just chaos. So, uh, and that's from the outside looking in, but people are actually enjoying it and watching it every single week. So, I'm not saying that they're wrong for feeling that this is a great show. I'm just telling you how I see it as far as far as production wise. I want things to flow a little bit better. WWE's found a formula, and I'm not saying BWWE, but definitely find your own formula that wraps together your whole show. And if you're doing a comedy angle with Chris Jericho, keep it as comedy. Don't and, and understand that that's a gimmick. Is this gonna get Chris, uh, Orange Cassidy over? Yes, but is he gonna be somebody that you're gonna want uh, at, in your main event because of Chris Jericho? No, I think a Mimosa Mayhem match is a gimmick that is just hey, you're gonna throw somebody in a pool of Mimosa. Great. It's not something I want to see in wrestling personally. This is not for me. So that's not gonna sell me. Uh, you say, uh, talk me into the building. It's not going to talk me into the even the pay-per-view. Um, to kind of wrap up the show, um, I do one. I just came on our Twitter and uh, just wanted to... Sh- do we follow Mick Foley in, in the tons of other WWE wrestlers and legends? He had tweeted a couple hours ago, banning wrestlers from making extra money on third-party deals, Twitch, YouTube, Cameo, strikes me as... A crummy thing to do, just my opinion. And Kevin <laughs> and, and, and Kevin Nash re you know replied and said, especially as a ten ninety nine independent contractor, you're an employee if you have to show up at specific time and are restricted monetary gains in your personal time. Ask for your health insurance coverage and your profit sharing. So that's exactly what I said. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I th- I think everything I think everything is 
um, about to boil over. And actually, Andrew Yang um, replied to this uh, too oh. as well and said that he was a wrestling fan and he loves wrestling and he knows that he hopes that Vince gets his ducks in order because he knows a day is a reckoning when it comes a new administration. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, he, there, there will be a record. I believe so there will be. Because I think that WWE is definitely operating in a different world as far as regulation. And they've been, they've been skirting it for years. And I do think that that day will come when they are regulated and having to, to provide health care. And it's going to be better for the industry for it. Because there will be wrestlers who will have to leave or get or, or, or be laid off. But hey, it'll be better for the industry. All, 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 all together. Um, so hopefully that day comes soon because I don't think it's right. I think that I think that Vince does take advantage of people, and, and I think that's uh, as as great as he is and genius and all that. Been a great, great business mind. I think he does take advantage of his talent to some degree, and it's always going to be in a position of what's benefit what benefits Vince the most. And granted, he has he has the right to do that. However. If you're gonna cut people off these platforms, you know, bring this thing full circle, at least give them health care, make them employees. And uh, and I didn't even think about the profit sharing. That's also something that should be added to their plans if you want to have them as employees. But if they're paying their own taxes and all that shit, yo, you can't you have no right to tell people not to do shit on their free time on other platforms. Man, anything else you got for the week? I know you got some. You got some things no, going on for me. I'm not. I'm gonna leave it because it's all rumors right now, and I don't want to just give it any more energy. Uh, but yeah, there there was a rumor about a new title debuting, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll just wait and see on that. Oh man, if there is a new title, you know, you know, last time we got a little, I got a little nudge about the new title. You okay. know, we we got a new title. You know what I mean? So, um, if you're hearing scuttlebutt about there being a new universal title. Um, then let's go ahead and keep our eyes out for that um, and see if we actually get one. Uh, any, uh, any, anything else? No, I just want y'all to show some love to Chris Jr. It was his birthday, you know, this week. Well, just booking out on the show on that. And uh, thank y'all for listening, you know. Um, and just keep keep tuned with Reaper Wrestling Podcast, IG, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Twitter, RW Podcast One. And, yeah, it's been a pleasure. All right, man. Thank you guys for listening. Y'all know what it is. Reasonable Wrestling, Audi 5000. Peace.